This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Can Tom? you make the chair stop creaking, for I'm God's sorry. sake? Hey, it's, it's chair in your house, Tom. I told you to freeze when when we start the show. Whenever you talk, you're, you're just like, you need to stay, <laughs> stay still, still as a statue. And, and look at me when I'm talking to you. Yeah. Uh no, I apologize. I'll get some uh I'll when you come back next week, Tim, that that chair is gonna be covered in WD forty. Can you grease this puppy up a little bit, yeah, Tom? I'll I'll make sure all the chairs I've are been well greased. Begging you to grease it up for weeks now. Yeah, I gotta grease up everything in this room. I gotta grease up mm. the mic stands, grease up the mics themselves, maybe. Yeah, that'll make it sound smooth. Yeah. Uh, but Let's I asked see. you a question. My question was how are you doing this week? Tom, I think this uh relates the way I'm feeling. Uh, introspective and mm. worried. Oh, okay. Tom, well, we, that's a good way to be. <laughs> well, no, we complain a lot on this mm-hmm. show. Well, right? you do. I don't. Well, no, really. I mean, you do, you spent twenty five minutes <laughs> describing a Netflix <laughs> show that you watched last week. I and... was going to joke and say I don't complain, I brag, but that was like, oh, I do brag on this show about the inconsequential things. Yeah, and we're. You know, we're just goofing off. We're just having hey, fun. Hey, having some laughs. Hey, relax. Lay off us. But now we're getting to the point in our lives, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us are over 40, which is no. crazy mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. Others not so old. Um, <laughs> but we're, I'm seeing people who are like our age that I knew when they were our age, and uh-huh. now they're like older people. Yeah. And they're just goddamn cranks. Oh, really? Yeah, like my I went to visit my parents this uh-huh. weekend. Well, your parents are older than you. No, no, my parents aren't significantly cranks. older. They're they're lovely people. All my right. parents good. are good. I'm glad to hear they're not, they haven't turned into cranks. They have this neighbor. They, they still the do a lot of crank calls though, right? <laughs> oh, of, of course. They're still crank yankers. I mean, I mean, they watch a lot of crank yankers. <laughs> right. I've gotten a lot of uh, phony phone calls late yeah. at night from uh, from your dad. Yeah, doing his best Adam Carolla impression. (laughs) He was like, ah, yeah, we got to come in. We got to we got to get rid of those termites. And I'm like, oh, this is Tim's dad. It's three in the morning. No legitimate termite service is going to call this late. This is some kind of a crank yank. Um, There's a guy across the street from them that used to be like the um, neighborhood jokester, like a fun guy when he was like. (laughs) In his late 30s and yeah, early 40s. I don't think I had a neighborhood jokester. Really? Like yeah. at the block party who like would regale every, like who would like have a couple more beers than he should and like, uh, you know, start telling like you know, a Off little risky. Yeah, exactly. And uh, everybody's like, ah, this guy. No. No. Uh, I didn't have a. Your block must have sucked. Well, at least we didn't have a neighborhood joker terrorizing everybody. Oh, not that kind of jo- jokester, Tom. 
well, there, a, a thin line. Well, a thin okay. line from jokester to joker. Tom, I got horribly depressed because <laughs> I went to visit my parents and he was just like walking by. Yeah. And stopped on the sidewalk and like yeah, started talking and, to my and dad. And you, you pants them thinking uh, yeah, like, oh, he'll hey. love this. No, actually he was like, hey. And I was like, hey, great to see you. And he's just like, what are you doing here? I was like, I was visiting <laughs> my, my, my parents. My parents yeah. still live in that house He's still. like, oh, all right. Uh, what are you going to do? And we were going to <laughs> the, the community pool together. Uh, yeah. My okay. wife and I went out there. We're going to have a nice day at the pool. Yeah, where I used to be a lifeguard. Yeah. Where I probably, you should have told me, Tim, I probably could have uh, headed down with you, giving everybody a thrill by doing a... Doing Nobody a, there do, knows who the hell you are. Hopping up in the stand for a bit, giving everybody a real thrill. All those Are teams. you telling me that all these lifeguards who were born after I became a lifeguard don't know who I am? <laughs> all these lifeguards were born after 9-11, though. <laughs> um, so you're saying that maybe they aren't being as precautious as they should? They haven't, they they're didn't not being live, as precautious as they They didn't live through that, so they don't know. You know how bad things can get. Yeah, or and maybe what, and what they have to be prepared. They've to do. only grown up in a world where oh, everybody so, is hyper aware yeah. of what can go wrong. So they're frisking everybody on the, making them walk through those uh, naked scanners. Tom, I got frisked so many times at this pool. Yeah, and I'm not complaining. Look, you I gotta never do what saw you do to anyone see. naked at the pool. Okay. I mean, I saw Tom, guys in the locker room, but I'm just saying, you would think I was at the pool like. 40 hours a week for where months. mostly families go yeah tom you want to even see still like what kind of i'm look i'm not saying i wanted to see it i'm just saying i'm surprised you seem disappointed when you said well, that, you know <laughs> i mean a little disappointed but just saying it, it, it's it's weird when you think about it so this guy mm-hmm. he's like oh you're going to the pool huh <laughs> that's residents only and there's a reason why this guy he's like oh, well, no. i don't think people from brooklyn could come in and just use our pool like that and i was like what yeah. do you mean by people from brooklyn because yeah. you're not talking about me you right creep um but he used to be so much fun he would do yeah. like funny he he was like the neighborhood robin williams like coked up robin williams <laughs> okay. era oh, so like, maybe he got clean maybe that's yeah, why he'd he do wasn't... like he'd do like funny voices and stuff uh-huh. and like um in retrospect, voices that are like kind of offensive. It's <laughs> yeah, right. like, yeah, but at, ni- at the block party in 1988, yeah, it was he did like, his guy works at the Chinese restaurant <laughs> that we all loved. Uh, um, then he started complaining about like uh, how the pool f- has fallen into disrepair, and they uh-huh. used to post the menu on the wall at the snack bar, but now it's on the counter at the snack bar, so <laughs> well, he'll never get really anything from changed. the snack bar ever again as what, long as he really? lives. And like, I mean, taking weird stands. I on know stuff. that snack bar's gotten better. I know they serve like alcohol and stuff. Yeah, but uh, even still, I imagine you could probably uh, more or less memorize the snack bar menu uh, by looking at it once, right? Yeah, and by being like, yeah, okay, this is these are the three items I would be interested in. I'll remember that they have those. And he's like, how am I supposed to know how much a hot dog costs? And the menu is posted; it's just posted in a different place, right? And well, he's he vowed gets to never flustered when he gets up to the counter. Yeah, so a hot um, dog's <laughs> a hot dog's one hundred and thirty eight dollars. Well, I gotta think about this. Well, that's the thing. You're starting to think like this guy, which is a dangerous way of thinking. A hot dog's not going to cost 100 He well, thinks. Well, how do I know until I get up there and then thinks, they've already got me? 
he thinks they moved the menu so that they could change the price to $138. He'll order it, and then, well, he has to pay it. I mean, Um, it's a pretty good scam. Well, this is the thing. Like, that's where I saw a little bit of you and I. You know, (laughs) one of us would tell a story about how we were upset that we thought a (laughs) snack bar was trying to pull a scam on us. And it's funny now because we have, like, other things going on in our lives. (laughs) But But in 30 years, we're not going to have anything else going on in our lives. And that's going to be the only thing we have to say. Oh, I fully imagine by the time I'm, uh, hopefully I make it, if I'm, uh, like, 70-plus, that, uh, like, 90% of my day is going to be taken up by... uh, being suspicious of scams <laughs> yeah but, and then but then also getting uh you know getting a phone call where they're like this is apple and we need to have your phone password and say oh okay well i guess it you wouldn't be calling me if it weren't important tom i have something that i want to complain about and this is gonna be my last complaint forever well yeah because I don't want wow. to become an old prank, uh, an old crank. All right. Well, so I'm retiring. I'm going out on top with this complaint. <laughs> uh-huh. And you've never gone back on anything you've promised on the podcast. No, like what? Like I think you've promised before to not be an old crank anymore. Well, guess what? Uh, I'm turning my life around. <laughs> um, I'm on, uh, th- this is the last hurrah. Unfortunately, when I when I called you out on that, I realized the reason why I. I know that you've uh, gone back on things you've promised on the podcast is because neither of us remember like anything we've said on past podcasts. I don't. Uh, I just don't think I make grand sweeping statements the way that you're <laughs> you're implying. And then that as a result, I can't remember anything that you right. said. But you have made grand sweeping. I'm just doing the whole barrage you with BS so you can't. Yeah, uh, and that can't I can't hold defense. you accountable. Yeah, exactly. All right, this is my last complaint on the okay. podcast forever. Mm-hmm. I've got one. What is that? Uh, uh, hey, Wayne, I've got one last complaint from yeah. uh, Nirvana. Yeah, from Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> In Utero was the album. Yeah. All right, here it is, my last complaint. <laughs> I'm pissed off that the Statue of Liberty is green. Why aren't more people up in arms about this? Do you know why it's green? Yeah. Explain it. All right. So France mm-hmm. gets us this nice gift. Yeah. They give us this whole statue. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, take, oh, take this gift. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> but they're like a weird Italian. I, I need a dialect coach, Tom. Uh, they would be like this. We have made this statue yes. for you. Yeah. You forgot what French people sound like. You forgot what a bad French accent sounds like. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, Tom. Thank Don't you. Don't tell yourself short. Um, the, the and we were like, nice hey, game. take the beret off her, give her a crown. W- what is it, copper? Yeah, it's made out of copper. This beautiful copper statue. Statue. Big ass statue, by the way. One of the, one of the biggest yeah. out there. It's not a, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not some freaking trinket. Yeah. It's and been up there it. since 1776. It's not quite, but close for all intents and purposes, probably. Yeah. It, it's been up there since 18, 1885. I want to say 18, 1886, I think was when, uh, it was built. Um, sure. Or maybe finished. The only, uh, Information I'm getting here is uh, 
can I purchase food or bring my own <laughs> to the statue? Well, that's what's most important about the Statue of Liberty. Well, you, I'll look it up. You keep, uh, you keep explaining why. why I, I want to hear why you think it's green. Um. Okay. It gets oxidized. Yes. And it, it turns green. Yep. You got it. That's fine. Guess what? We can, you know. 1886, October 26th. Great. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. It looked real nice, and then it turns green, and we're not even going to do anything about it? (laughs) Well, it turned green like over 100 years ago. What are we going to do about it now? Clean it off. Something gets rusted. That's oxidation, too. Something Uh gets rusted. You know, like, what am I going to do? I just have a rusty bike, I guess. No, you're saying they should coat it it in WD 40 or something. Yeah, that's all I'm asking. I think they probably don't want such a shiny statue that's that big. What are you kidding me? Why not? Because they get blind pilots flying by. Look, I know you always say that, Tim, whenever you're shooting lasers up at passing (laughs) airplanes or it's like, hey, what's the worst that could happen? You ever see a video of what it looks like in a cockpit when somebody shines a laser? Tom, this this is why the Statue of Liberty is green, (laughs) because a pilot would get blinded like a laser pointer. Well, I'm just saying, have you ever seen a video of what it looks like? I have, but I don't see how that's relevant. It's crazy. They can't fly. Okay. So what if what if they're like, great, we're gonna take all the uh, the oxidation off the Statue of Liberty, and then somebody else is like, yeah, guess what? I'm gonna make a big Facebook event. Everybody, point your laser pointer at the Statue of Liberty. We'll drive all the the pilots around the world blind. And that's why you think they let. I'm not saying it's the only reason, well, but it's a, nice a big gift part. And like, it starts turning. <laughs> and you gr- just let it go to shit. And it turns green, and then like, you know, France is like noticed yeah. right you know they're probably like the fuck we gave them this nice yeah. you this weren't nice supposed statue. to keep it outside what are you doing <laughs> but you can't tell like america known for its ingenuity mm-hmm. we've got boston dynamics building robots that can do backflips and, yeah. and do the mm-hmm. thriller dance all synchronized yeah we can't figure out how to make this oh, thing oh, look you, freaking you uh, hire copper a again company from boston to fix new york's problems I mean, were okay. you out of your mind actually new jersey's problem (laughs) um yeah i mean i guess they could like clean it off and then uh like coat it probably like put some kind of a clear coat that they didn't have 140 years ago yeah or just maintain it i don't know is like brown that much better of a color than green for a statue Mm -hmm. but everybody knows it's green now and guess what else is green money baby People people are coming into Ellis Island nowadays, and they're like, that's the color I like to see. That's why I came here, to make that scratch. It's a disgrace. And, Tom, that's my last complaint, but I'm going to piggyback another complaint on it because it's somewhat <laughs> uh, related. Have you ever been inside the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, I have. Up to the crown? Um, Maybe not that high. Up have to you? the torch? No, nobody goes to the torch. They used to be able to. Yeah, uh, it's been closed since uh, 1916. <laughs> <laughs> but they used to be able to. I, I, uh, I've only been to the Statue of Liberty once, uh, I think in like seventh grade. And uh, we did get to go to the crown. And it was it was really cool. And like even back then, I remember thinking like, how is all this legal? This is so dangerous. Like 
just you're you're going single file up like the smallest staircase you've ever imagined and if you get you know vertigo or fear of heights up there halfway everybody'd have to turn around to let you back down well sure it's happened oh i'm sure it has but how embarrassing and then once you get up to the crown, they're like, keep moving. Other people got to see it. And it's like, well, I spent like a half hour walking see, up this stupid Tom, staircase. And you think you're not going to turn into this crank across the street from my parents? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Tim, the inside of the Statue of Liberty, nice and copper. Exactly. Piggybacking. I, actually, I forget if that was the case. It's only the thickness of like, I don't know, two or three pennies. Very thin statue. This is my last uh, complaint. Mm-hmm. It's more of a question okay. related to this. The Married with Children uh, mm-hmm. TV show yeah. theme song, when it says uh, married, and with it says the children. children. Uh-huh. Why does it then get covered in slime? <laughs> that was just the uh, the flavor of the day. Yeah. People like to see things get covered in slime. Yeah, it always made me think, like, is this Nickelodeon? Yeah. Should I watch this? And then when you watched it as a kid, it was like, this is the raunchiest TV show ever imaginable. I don't understand what's going on, but I know I, I shouldn't be watching I don't even understand why this is on regular TV. Yeah, that's probably, they probably put slime to, you know, get, and slime with children. Maybe it was just back then everybody associated children with slime because of Nickelodeon. Tim, I was so excited this week when you suggested the topic, uh, meta, the metaverse. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's in the news. It, it, because it's, uh, you know, where all my novels take place, the universe that I've created in my uh, young adult novels. I forgot, you wrote a book called Meta. Yeah, and it takes place. It's never explicitly said, but it's what a lot of fans call it. Huh. And that's where Mark Zuckerberg wants to take. Yeah, everybody. Mark Zuckerberg's trying to help his way in. He wants to write fan fiction that he wants made canon. That He's must written be a lot of fan lucrative fiction. for you. Imagine Mark. Imagine some weird, crappy billionaire. Uh huh. Like, decided on a whim that he was like, that they were. And there's no. Well, there are billionaire women. I'm just saying. Every yeah, billionaire they're mostly is, men. Is, yeah. Uh, it's a disgrace. So <laughs> I guess women can be a disgrace hey, too. Women can be a disgrace too. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um you know, like imagine like some on a whim, somebody mm-hmm. like got really into your books or this podcast or something mm-hmm. and could just be like, Hey, do this for me or like I wanna and just well, like one day and like change your life. I mean, that's what uh Bezos did with that show The Expanse. What uh, is that? Uh, it, I think it was on Sci-Fi Channel. It's based Jeff Bezos. On, Jeff Bezos. It's based on books. Um, but it's just like a very hard sci-fi, like somewhat nearish future, where everybody agrees that the most attractive <laughs> people are the bald people. <laughs> no, where it's like, uh, Earth has colonized Mars. I, I believe colonized the Moon, and is also like mining the asteroid belt. But it's it's hard sci-fi in the sense where it's like, and they're dealing with all the problems, like people that are born on Mars, like their bone density's off, they can never go to Earth. Hmm. People that work in the asteroid belt mining asteroids, they're just like miners are here on Earth. They're treated like total shit. Right. Um, 
but the show was canceled on sci-fi and he was like, oh, I'll, yeah, make this show for Amazon Prime. Uh, and it was almost solely, I mean, they have a very dedicated fan base, the show, but uh, but it, it seems like it was mostly just like, no, Jeff Bezos really likes that show and he wa- he didn't want to cancel it. He wanted to see more of right. it. Which okay. is like a pretty good, you know, that's like uh, being a patron of the arts. Mm, kind of. Yeah. Like, I mean, I it's also, I'm going to be a patron of the arts, and then I'm going to charge people to see yeah. it. I imagine if, like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. was, like, uh, uh, a fan of the meta series, he'd mm-hmm. be like, I'll pay you $100 million. Mm-hmm. He'd lowball you, so it'd be, like, a lot <laughs> less than that. But to write five meta books that only I can read. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do yeah. it for a lot less than $100 million. Oh, yeah. Tom, you'd do but it for But if he like... offered me $100 million, I'd take it. Yeah, of course. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably even... No, I was going to say, I, I, I'd probably even do it for free because of all the publicity it would bring. But I guess it's that would probably not... For free for it a billionaire. It'd be a lot of work to do for a guy who could very easily pay me for it. Yeah. And also, it wouldn't necessarily bring positive publicity. Yeah. But what I don't if, think but, this would but, happen, though. But what I don't if think we had to worry about this. What if it was just like, all right, five books, and it was just like, I'm going to write them all. Uh, I'm going to go on like a, a, a Coke-fueled bender, and I'm just going to pump out five like stream-of-consciousness books for Mark Zuckerberg. I imagine it would be some sort of positive, but less less harmful misery situation oh, where yeah. like... If Zuck doesn't like where the story's going, he's gonna you're break gonna my hear legs and, and keep yeah. me in uh in a cabin yeah. chained to the bed. Um I mean this podcast for for pretty much the entirety it's been going on, we've been desperately hoping to catch the ear of some billionaire that likes it that is that says to us, Hey boys, guess what? Start making a podcast just for me. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it, it wouldn't seems even have to be increasingly unlikely. That this I, might you know what? I'll tell you what. Any billionaire out there listening, hundred million dollars, we'll keep doing it forever, no, just no, for you. Two years. Two years. hundred million dollars. Well, we we had to do it. We're like contractually obligated to do this <laughs> for forever till we die. Yeah. Why not? We've already we're already halfway there. Hundred million dollars, Tim. That's a, a an extremely life changing amount of money for for some people. <laughs> for you and for me, Tim. You have no idea what my financial if situation's somebody, like. <laughs> but so you're saying if somebody if somebody came along to you and they were like, "Hey, I'd like to offer you a job. Uh, you're only gonna have to work a few hours a week. I'll pay you a hundred million dollars, but you're gonna have to like keep doing it." You'd be like, no, forget it. Well, I would try to negotiate so I'm not getting into a contract that will last last the entirety of my existence. Sure, of course there's room for negotiation, Tim. But here's the other thing. What if we get paid up front and we just spend all the money and then we use some of that money to get new identities? This this bastard's going to claw that back? Yeah. Nah. You'll get bored. $100 million is nothing to him. Yeah. Uh, but Tim, we're talking about the real metaverse, which is like kind of not really a thing, but it's becoming a big buzzword. Explain to me, mm-hmm. an idiot. Yeah, a f- uh, a real 
like the, the dumbest piece of shit you could ever imagine. Me? Yeah. All right. Explain to me. Hypothetically. The dumbest piece of shit you could ever imagine. <laughs> what the metaverse is. Tim, and I'm, I'm not talking about your dang books, Tom. I'm going to explain it in a way that is going to be very simple that you're going to instantly get. Meta- the word metaverse is the new cyberspace. Hmm. <laughs> and so, you know what cyberspace is, yeah, right? Yeah, just some bullshit. Just some, yeah. like, oh, we're going to do things online now. Yeah. So the metaverse, it's this new idea, this new buzzword that everybody's buzzing about. And basically, I, I looked up a few definitions of it. I, I still think mine is the best one. Uh, that's just the new cyberspace. But uh, it's essentially a collective shared virtual environment. A fully immersive digital space where we'll spend uh, uh, people like Zuck think uh, we're going to spend like, you know, huge chunks, potentially even the majority of our day inside of this thing. So this is something that you need to wear like a VR headset in order to participate. So the current the current thing, at least that like Facebook is pushing as the metaverse is not exclusive to virtual reality um but heavily relies on virtual so if you're like having a meeting and a bunch of people have vr headsets somebody could not have a vr headset and they could still essentially call in like you would on a zoom call right yeah Uh, like he'd be that guy who calls on the phone to a video uh, Zoom call. Yeah. And so like it's like ah, th- this guy can't keep up. Exactly. He can't really hear it. He doesn't really know what's going like, on. Huh? Whenever he talks, it's like just fucking just use your computer and sign in. I don't understand. I mean, I haven't worked for a company in a long time, uh, but I, you know, even like a decade ago, I could not understand. Like, we haven't figured out phones yet. Like, I thought phones were a solved problem, and how come it's still just so hard to have, like, a conference call? I mean, I guess I do do conference calls uh, occasionally nowadays, uh, like, you know, for, for various things, and I'm just always shocked. Party lines? <laughs> yeah, a lot of party lines I get on. Um, no, like, uh, you know, like, sometimes sponsors want to talk to mm-hmm. us or whatever, Um I had, what did I have a call for the other day? Oh, it was like a, uh, I don't want to say what it was for, but it was, it was for something. Uh, well, and now you've piqued everyone's interest. It was, it was for, uh, uh, erotic, erotic, s- talking. Uh, the, the satisfaction. <laughs> um, and it was just like a real bad connection. It was just such a bad call yeah. as a result of that. And I feel like that still just happens. You don't complain on this show, though. It's only me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's the state of things. Yeah. And, and you got people like Zuckerberg saying, like, Here- we're all going to be in the metaverse. It's like, sure, maybe with the Internet, you've got, uh, you know, on Facebook campus and whatever you've got piped to your house. But like a lot of us, I have good internet here, but uh, it's calm, not perfect. Calm down. You're getting so 
far ahead of yourself. You're, you're well, overheating. Well, also, I'm bragging about my internet. It's pretty good here. Okay. I only here, pay for Tom, 200 megabits, but guess what? I consistently get three. Tom, can you please be quiet for like just 20 seconds? <laughs> like, ask me what the metaverse is. All right. So I've been hearing a lot about the metaverse. I've been seeing it in, in headlines. Mm-hmm. And then I turn on CBS this morning, mm-hmm. this morning, and... Uh, do you watch the morning news? No, hell no. Well, it sounds like you do. De- I saw clips of it on Twitter. So I see Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh God, that's even worse. Yeah. I don't watch the morning news. I watch clips of it on Twitter. Well, this is what I saw today. <laughs> Can you let me say like three consecutive sentences without yelling at me? I thought me? you were going to say three consecutive words. I was going to say, uh, I've let you do that. Um, so I, 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 I beam into however I see uh-huh. Zuck. On CBS this morning, and it's a total like they're all like, oh, like just it's an infomercial for whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they're there. like, oh, Facebook wants to be on our show. Yeah, and it's him like, this will be. Uh, how does he talk? Oh, uh, I kind of talk like yeah. this. Uh, uh, it's kind of kind of like the way a Muppet would talk, but uh, but very very serious. Yeah, but and then he does this forced laughter, like, <laughs> and we all know how that goes. <laughs> um, and he was, he, they were like, oh, what is this metaverse thing? And he's like, you just put on the the, the VR headset, and he's mm-hmm. doing it, and they're all there, and it just looks like The Sims, kind of, and they're all in a room together. Yeah, like. I guess they weren't in the the same room, and it was mm-hmm. like a Zoom call in virtual reality where you'd look, and like you could be like, Zuck sits here, and this yeah. anchor is sitting there, and he's like, and my favorite thing about this is you could change the layout of the room. Yeah, uh-huh. like, and he, and it it seemed like a Zoom meeting in virtual reality, like rather than just having everybody's pictures, you have little weird avatars, mm-hmm. which like can we. Get rid of the cartoony avatars for things. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to live in that world with cartoony avatars. And then it's instead of just like seeing everybody's face, you see their avatars, and it's like, oh, it looks like that guy's over a little bit to my left, yeah. and then this lady is over like a little bit to my right. This is cool. This yeah. feels like reality now. And and uh, meanwhile, Jeffrey Tubin's like, this this is great. Yeah, we should all switch <laughs> to this. No more video calls. Ah, uh, Tubin, the tubes. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think whatever happened with Jeffrey Tubin would have been way more upsetting in the, in the metaverse. <laughs> oh my god! I like, think he's having oh. a stroke. <laughs> His avatar's going wild. No, because the metaverse is going to be like their event. They're going to keep iterating it, right? Yeah. And then in the Tubin thing, it's going to be like, oh my god, I got wet. What happened? <laughs> What's oh, on? I should have. Well, hopefully it's going to be like uh, seeing things in uh, 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 4DX, uh, the popular cinema Oh, you love, you love 4DX. Yeah. The seat shakes Man, and punches you. Man, I haven't been you. to a 4DX show in a long time. It's a sad state of affairs. But in 4DX, you could turn the water off. The that seat was the electrocutes one, you? The, that was the one feature you could turn off was water, which um, was nice because like... The water was fun sometimes, but then sometimes they would program movies where it's like, it's raining the whole movie, so it'll be raining on you the whole movie. It's like, well, you got my popcorn all wet. I don't, you don't you got go my to the, popcorn the all movies wet. to get soaked? You got my popcorn all wet with water, I suspect, comes from uh, the sinks of the uh, the washroom. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So unfortunately, Facebook... Uh, you know, they're the ones really, they're one of the ones really pushing on this metaverse concept. And they came out this week with like, you know, another big media push and their, uh, presentation, as you were saying for the metaverse is like the lamest possible version of just, this will be a new way to have meetings in virtual reality. Do you think Mark Zuckerberg thinks people like... He enjoys meetings, right? Oh, because when he's in the in a meeting, yeah, everybody's he's just, listening to him. Yeah, and, telling everybody what to do. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's you know when you think like everybody must love meetings. That's where everybody's the happiest. I mean, when you're the CEO, everybody's got a bunch of sycophants <laughs> around them, right? But I, but I think kind of regardless of the company. When you're the CEO, it seems like the majority of your time is spent in meetings. Right. Uh, like Mark Zuckerberg's never like, all right, well, I got two free hours. Let me start like sketching out a new product or whatever or start coding some new yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, it's all meetings. So I think for somebody like him, he's like, hey, how about we make meetings? I don't know, require a headset or whatever. Well, and I think also, you know, the the last year and a half of working from home has has pushed all these companies, uh, all the, you know, Facebook, Microsoft, Google, Apple's, Amazon's of the world to like rethink their businesses 
uh, along this trend of like how where do we fit in to people being working from home all the time? And Facebook right now is thinking we'll have everybody do their meetings in Facebook uh, right. in VR. Which I guess is fine for mm-hmm. Facebook, but Mark Zuckerberg wants us all to live our lives. In- well, yeah. So actually, that's a good point. I, I was gonna. I was just about to say that. I mean, all these companies want us all constantly working <laughs> yeah. all the time. Well, I was gonna say that I I didn't fully explain what the idea of the metaverse is. It was coined. Uh, I want to say maybe in Snow Crash. Uh, the, the book, you don't like the book, but you're a big fan of the author, <laughs> William Gibson. Yeah. Is he problematic? Now? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't think he's problematic. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Orson Scott card. I mean, all these guys are <laughs> probably well, not good I, guys. I, that, no, I think, I, I think he, he's, uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't heard anything bad about him. Yeah. Um, interesting the way you said that is he problematic now? Uh. <laughs> well, but you just assume because he's a sci uh, like a sci-fi writer that's been around. You're like, oh, he's probably canceled. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> if not canceled, probably uh, deserves to be. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend the guy. I don't really know uh, that much about him, but I've read a few of his books. And Wait, Neil Stevenson? No. Oh, yes. No, I'm thinking of William Gibson, though. Right. But Neil, yeah, Neil Stevenson wrote Snow Crash. I'm thinking of uh, uh, William Gibson wrote uh, Neuromancer, and I can't remember what else. Uh, big, 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 big sci-fi. No, um, I'm on Neil Stevenson's mm-hmm. Wikipedia are... page, and there is no controversy section. Okay, well then it's fine. Outside. I mean, both of these guys are still putting books out, so... But these are the guys who, like, in the 80s came up with a lot of uh, stuff. You know, they came up with a lot of these words, like metaverse, cyberspace. Uh, you know, they they were at the cutting edge of... Pets.com. <laughs> they, they imagine Pets.com. Um they they were at the cutting edge of like oh this stuff starting computers the internet is in its infant computers aren't but the internet and home computers are in their infancy we're going to write books about where this is going mm-hmm. um so that's where where uh ideas about the metaverse come but the the basic idea of the metaverse and this is an idea that's in like ready player 1 um, uh, other things where it's essentially like a shared space that a, a one company in particular doesn't own. Oh, well, that was what the whole internet was supposed to be, right? Exactly. And then enter <laughs> the goggles. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, nobody owns the internet. You can go to any website. Right. And basically, they were extrapolating that out. I mean, I, the web wasn't even around uh, when when some of these books were written. Um, but the internet there was, was no surfing the web. No surfing the what web. What did people do when they couldn't surf the web? They went on like Telnet and Gopher and Usenet, other Skynet? things. Not Skynet. They were they were smart enough to Phew. stay off of Skynet. Um. 
But they basically were looking at all this stuff and saying like, yeah, this is all primitive. But one day we're going to get to the point where like everything's virtual reality. Everything's like 3D avatars. And whether you put on a VR headset, an AR headset, or you're just looking at a two-dimensional screen, there's going to be like a 3D space that exists. Mm -hmm. That is like a 3D representation of the internet. And everything's going to be on there. So there's going to be like a big building that says Netflix. And you'll be able to go in there to watch Netflix movies. But across the street, there's the HBO Max building. You can go in there. And then it's like, oh, I need to pick some stuff up for my kid. I'll go to Amazon. And then like, but then maybe I need to kick back, have some fun. I'll go to a bar and my friends will be at that bar. But I'm in one program the entire time. I'm not switching between different apps. Right. Tom, Mm -hmm. what's the benefit of this? (laughs) Why would this happen? And why would anybody want this to happen? Well, I was going to say the thing that like a lot of people like Zuck and and uh, other people, uh, you know, uh, talking about the metaverse. They're like conveniently leaving out the fact that in all of these books, all of them, where there's something like a metaverse the reason why is because the real world is a dystopian hellscape that everyone wants to escape from. Right. So that's why they're going into these things. And unfortunately, it looks like, uh, you know, the, these books really hit the nail on the head of of uh, what would drive us to, to escape now to these places. Now, is this why Zuck worked so hard to make the current world <laughs> a dystopian hellscape? I don't think so. I think I think Mark Zuckerberg did not work to make the world a dystopian hellscape. He worked to make as much money as humanly possible, and that was a not even an un... un wanted side effect just uh uh he's uh, just a guy it happened it's just collateral yeah. it's just well that's what's gonna happen and i think again he he's you know he's skating to where the puck's gonna be right. uh and he's seeing like oh pretty soon everybody already escapes into their phones <laughs> and once the technology catches up people are gonna want to escape into something even more immersive <sighs> do you want this to happen tom do you uh, want a thriving metaverse that you can go into whenever you'd like? Um, not in this way. I think I think certain elements of it sound really cool and fun. And like I'm I'm uh like a you know I love uh, thinking about the future and thinking about uh you know uh, the progression of technology and there are definitely elements of this that sound like that's great that sounds cool but there are also the the problem with technology in general right now and why it's like kind of hard to be excited about a lot of technology is because it's like uh i can see all the downsides to that just because we use technology when we were kids and it was like whoa look at the new game boy nobody was like well, people are going to be on that Game Boy 16 hours a day, and they're never going to... I mean, actually, people were. But were people on Game Boy? No, I'm saying people were worried about uh, yeah. that. That they were like, these kids, it's going to rot their brains. Yeah. And that didn't happen, but like, but the phones did rot. Yeah. <laughs> legitimately rot people's brains. What aspect... Like, if you could design the metaverse mm-hmm. to only be... You know, to be a nice complement to the real world. Okay. Which hopefully will not fall into a complete dystopian hellscape. What 
what elements, like, how would you build it? Because to me, it just seems like a Netflix building. Well, I have Netflix on my TV. Yeah. Or if it's like, ooh, but don't you want the immersive experience? I can go to the, a movie theater. I mean, but, but, not now. I can't because there's a <laughs> goddamn pandemic because we live in a dystopian hellscape. <laughs> yeah. But theoretically. But. Well, so, I mean, they have, like, uh, uh, VR, uh, like, one of the more popular apps on on the VR headset, uh, the Oculus Quest, uh, which is Facebook's uh, VR headset, which I do own, full disclosure. Um, They have, uh, what's the name of it? Big Screen, it's called. And it's, like, an app where, basically, you can watch movies in, like, you know, like a nice movie theater or a nice home movie theater, uh, space station movie theater, uh, a drive-in movie theater. But the allure to it is more you can invite friends and then they are literally sitting next to you. And of course, they're just like a dopey avatar. But when you hear them talking, you hear them to the right of you where they're sitting, right. for example. So you can actually like sit and kind of have a communal experience. And I Which think, is nice during a pandemic. Nice. Well, I was going to say it's nice during a pandemic, but it's also nice if, you know, you can't be with somebody. If, right. if you're on the other side of the country or something like that, um, I can see that being, you know, especially now. It, you know, it's funny to me that we're all kind of past this uh, uh, trend where, you know, for, uh, you know, a year and a half ago starting. Where it's like, we're going to do Zoom calls and house party calls with everybody, you know, with friends and family. And then people very quickly got sick of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think part of it was because we all started having to do it for like work a lot, too. But um, but I think it was also like, OK, I'm just staring at a screen with your face on. We're it. not doing anything. Yeah. And yeah. You're, this isn't how when when we hang out, we don't just sit. We across carve from... jack-o'-lanterns together. Exactly. That's we what carve, I do. We dye Easter eggs. We do all kinds of fun stuff. Exactly. And now we you'll light, be able to do uh, that. Each, uh, candle of the menorah together. And now you'll be able to do that kind of stuff in in the metaverse in virtual reality. Um, another place where the meta where that's pushing the metaverse concept is uh, Fortnite. Okay. That they're and now they I think they're leaning a little more towards the Ready Player One idea of Fortnite, where the Iron Giants running around. Yeah, where the idea is like this isn't a place where and this isn't like an open internet type thing where it's like everything's here but all ips are here because we're doing licensing deals with everything so you can have spider-man and batman and stranger things and john wick or whatever they can all be together this sucks (laughs) but i think also (laughs) i hate this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> call up if if anybody's listening who has the power call off the metaverse this sounds like it really sucks uh but i mean with fortnite you know with kids i mean that's the thing we're gonna see the the repercussions of what's happening now you know in the decades to come for these kids that you know they got screwed on being alive right now uh yeah guess what the trade-off will be they'll never die <laughs> they'll cure but they can't go outside right 
So, I mean, that, but that's the thing where it's like, all right, so some kid that's like eight years old now and are now deep into year two of like, I don't hang out with my friends. We all go on Fortnite mm-hmm. and not even necessarily like play the game, you know, do the uh, the battle royale together. We just like go on there and we make things and we hang out and we bullshit and we talk because like I also think kids are, you know, they're more like self-aware and stuff. They're like, I don't want to be on a video. I don't I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about like when we were kids and teenagers if it was like, hey, you can all be on a video call together, which would have been insanely futuristic, or you can all play a video game at the same time and see each other and talk, I think we would have gone with like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I think we would have gone with like, let's hang out with each other, though. But and I'm that's saying if thing, we couldn't. If yeah. we couldn't. And I just feel like the thing that's bumming me out about the metaverse is mm-hmm. that they're trying to like, force us into like it should be a last resort like yeah well but maybe we're there (laughs) yeah and i think that's the that's the other it's either they're forcing it unnecessarily which is and it's not it's a pale imitation of Mm -hmm. reality right or is which coming to terms with the fact that it is necessary which sucks shit even worse uh, well, I was going to say, you, you mentioned that, like, y- you hate all these cartoony avatars. And the thing is, like, that's where the technology is right now. Mm-hmm. So, the, But they're getting better and better. And now there's, like, a, a, a few different companies working on, like, really creepy shit where it's, like, this is a cam, two cameras, one that's, like, inside your VR headset looking at your eyes, and then another one that is... Like basically when you see, you know, Mark Ruffalo being the Hulk and he's got dots all over his face and like a camera on his head that's like, you know, uh, attached to a foot long pole facing him that there's going to be like a combination of that so that when you're in this virtual reality you're gonna look like you and you're gonna your face is gonna move uh like your face i mean we're probably not too far away from that because things are they're already working on that and stuff's moving pretty quickly which i was gonna say is the other just kind of uh you know uh right place right time type thing where everybody's you know, been in this weird world for a year and a half. And at the same time, like technology's finally gotten good enough where, like I said, I have that Oculus quest Two. things, $299 and like blows away a VR headset. You could have bought two years ago. So it's kind of like the way phones went where it's like, Oh, if you wait a year or two, it's twice as good. Right. Um, and you know, so it's gotten you know two hundred ninety nine dollars. You know, it's not it's not a insignificant amount of money, but like for what it is, it's pretty inexpensive. That if somebody's interested in it, it's attainable. Whereas when these books were being written, uh, VR was ten thousand dollars and it didn't work. It's the Virtual Boy. It's just red lines. I had a. I still have a Virtual Boy. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it all the time. You stole it from a friend of ours. I didn't steal it from a friend of ours. How dare you? Isn't it Chris's? No, I bought it from Blockbuster. Oh, okay. When they were getting rid of them, I bought a Virtual Boy for $20. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh, Chris borrowed it from you one time. Oh, I don't think I would have lent it out. I'm pretty careful about who I let uh, borrow my Virtual Boy. Although my Virtual Boy, I I think it didn't come with a stand, so I had to like use it in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Things probably worth like I don't know ten thousand dollars or something. Now I should look that up. Some of this stuff, you know, uh, people nowadays got a power glove. How much is that going to get me? I don't think power gloves. There were too many power gloves, I think, Mm. is the problem. But there weren't a lot of virtual boys. With the whole video game collector's market, basically, there's a bunch of people. Sweaty kids uh, freaking took your virtual boy out from Blockbuster. (laughs) I don't think anyone ever rented it. When I bought it, I felt like it was like basically new. You need to tell yourself, Tom. Um, look, by now, all that sweat's evaporated. <laughs> I have to worry about 20-year-old kid sweat on there. Um, the, the video game market, it's a bunch of people turning 40, and they're like, oh, I have a lot of disposable income now, and I always wanted, you know, like a Neo Geo when I was right. a kid, which was this insanely unobtainable thing. But now I have the money, so I'm going to buy it. That is, so prices are going absolutely insane. Uh, Mario 64 sold for like a million and a half dollars recently. What? Yeah. Like just, a mint condition or just, something? Yeah, yeah, like a mint condition. But it's like, but that game sold millions of copies. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. That That's why so you got to save everything. I've been thinking about that recently, that I, I want to just like start buying. Hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, buying stuff, I mean, me and you both had, like, if not the first and, like, the second generation iPods. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you had one of those in the package now, they're, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, that's stupid. It is stupid, <laughs> but again. stupid. But again, it's people that have, you know, this disposable income, and they're like, yeah, I always wanted that, and now I can, I have the the means, and that will fix everything. That will finally make me happy. And they're always right. It always works out. Back to the metaverse. Yes. I can't see a guy like me. Like, I don't think I will willingly ever put a VR headset on. So you're envisioning a future where somebody's holding you down and putting it on? <laughs> Probably. Like Mark if it, Zuckerberg himself. If this is going now, to Now, be... Tim, please put this uh, or headset on. if it's like a prerequisite for any job that you need to get, is that like yeah. you need, it's in the metaverse and you cannot, like this is the only way, in, which is a dark future, right? Wh- which I'm pretty sure Facebook is heading towards because Facebook did recently start doing uh uh reimbursements for oculus where like if uh if an employee a facebook employee buys an oculus quest uh and then just like submits their receipt uh facebook will give them the money back Hmm. so that's like a very short walk to like actually we're going to send these out to everyone and now meetings are going to be in this and and the very very dark thing which again nobody's talking about is if you are doing your day-to-day work wearing a VR headset, well, now your employer knows everything you're doing. They're, they're, they know everything. You know, even if you have, like, invasive tracking software on your computer right now, which some people do for the, for the jobs they're doing from home, 
It's like, well, but you could always just like pop open another, you know, your personal computer and, you know, uh, uh, Google something or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, if this thing's going to tell Facebook you took your your mask off for a half hour, then they're going to be like, why? Why did you do that? Why weren't you in here? Why were you looking at, uh, you know, all this stuff or like, you know, why? Why was your gaze focused on this instead of this during these hours? What about like going outside and stuff? Do you think people are not increasingly not going to do that? Uh, I think people are increasingly going to run into problems going outside with uh, with climate change. And uh, uh, I mean, I'm talking about you and I in uh-huh. the next five years in New York City. Mm-hmm. Well, then you throw on your pair of. AR glasses. Yeah, I'm never doing that shit. Augmented reality. So that This y- sucks. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Um Like I see why you're into this cuz you're into like technology. Technology yeah. and like you like to see how things progress and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um but people who just like want are not fascinated by it who are just right. kind of like Duh, I guess this will be my life now. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. It just seems like people are just willingly kind of walking into a buzzsaw. Um, I don't think it's willingly. I mean, I think all of these things go through like stages of like the enthusiast stage and then like the the expensive enthusiast stage where something comes out and it's cool but it's like ah that's not like built for everyone yet Mm -hmm. and it's a thousand dollars so only diehard people are gonna buy it but then it's cheaper and then you get the people who are interested but not you know that interested to to spend that kind of money um and then, you know, I, I think at a certain point it gets to the point where it's like, well, they're practically giving these things away and that there are going to be some cool experiences that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'd like to try that. I'd like to do that. And, you know, it's like our phones. Yeah, well, there's always the cool and useful yeah. stuff. But like what in AR is going to be the thing that like what Facebook did where it's just like we're going to leverage on your news feed or your timeline mm-hmm. conflict or what phones did where it's like, all right, these can do useful things, but we're going to get you addicted to this game. Yeah. And like, like what's the addiction angle with, with AR? I think it's probably going to be something along the lines of like a Pokemon go. Okay. I can, I can resist that. Shit. I don't care about that. <laughs> where, where it's going to be some kind of a game type thing. Right. With that. You can only play if you have these glasses and you're going to see it within the world and that's going to drive a lot of people to get into to this. the polls, right? <laughs> it's going to drive you. Yeah. They're going to Pokemon go to the polls <laughs> after that. Um, no, I mean, I think like phones, you know, when when the iPhone started rolling out apps, they weren't like, and look at this. You can put Microsoft Teams on it. Right. They were like, no, look at this games and like Yelp. So you can look at restaurants. Right. Um, so it's going to start with with things like that um and then it's going to i i i think because there's always the gutter like fucking ba- they they just like exploit our basest yeah fucking 
oh yeah, emotions yeah. and thought, right? And so it's like that's that's why yeah. people like there's an addiction element to it, mm-hmm. right? That's why people just go on to these things and spend all their time there. Yeah. And yeah, giving people the little uh, dopamine burst. Yeah, and it's I feel like a lot easier to get somebody to pull out their phone when they're bored, right? Than it is to be like, oh, let me pick up this old uh, yeah VR headset. headset and, oh like, yeah, plop I mean, it on my head. Right? I I really like the Quest too, but I don't use it nearly as often as like I would like because it's like, well, I'm gonna have to put this thing in my head. And like you know, if if I'm working, it burns. Well, you didn't mention that it's very very hot. Well, they they uh, they actually just uh, did like a recall for like the the what they call the facial interface, which is essentially the foam mm-hmm. like that presses up against your head because it it Flammable. can cause irritation. Um, it's but, made of asbestos, <laughs> but it won't catch on fire. <laughs> Uh, but I think it will be something like that where I, I think there will be a it will be a slow it will be, you know, hey, Tim, it'll be like falling in love. It'll happen slowly. And then all of a sudden. Right. Is that that's is not that... how I've experienced love? <laughs> Have you experienced love? Uh, I think so. How do you know? <laughs> how, how many years have you been married? Um, where I think people will get comfortable using this stuff in their home first, like especially the AR glasses. I think there might be some really cool, like you can have a virtual person in your home that, you know, that's no, uh, or like, Hey, instead of buying a bigger TV, just put these glasses on and you can have a a TV take up your entire wall. Uh, and then people will, the technology will progress and people will get more comfortable and start wearing them out. Uh, you know, it'll progress where it's cheap and they look like regular glasses. That's the biggest hurdle that a lot of these companies don't want to talk about. It's like, until this shit looks normal, nobody's gonna, not nobody, but Uh, some people. There's going to be a new normal, my friend. I mean, that might be the case, but I I just remember that time I was at uh, the New York City Comic Con and saw two guys wearing Google Glass. Remember Google Glass? Yeah, you mocked them, and then you, like and, ten and, years later, you were like, "Apple's getting into some really cool AR stuff," yeah. and it was exactly Google Glass. Well, you know who those men were, Tim? Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Wow! So they were the ahead two of the coolest guys on the planet. <laughs> No, but I just remember, oh, I loved it. It was one of the happiest moments of my life, watching two guys with Google Glass, one guy arguing, a guy he had just bought an action figure off of, that he was like, you told me this would be $9, and now you're saying $11. And the guy's like, I I didn't say that. I said $11. He's like, well, pal, guess what? I recorded the whole thing. And his buddy being like, you recorded it? Oh, my God, that's so sick. And he's like, yeah, and I'll play it back. And he, like, took out his phone. It was, like, attaching cables to it and stuff. And the guy's like, uh, uh, even if I did say $9, it's $11. I misspoke. <laughs> like, this is the law isn't that if I say something and then I change it, I have to. Yeah. You, if you don't want to pay that, you can walk away. Please 
stop plugging your Google Glass <laughs> into your phone to show me video. Right. And again, but you're saying that would be cool if he didn't have to plug it into his phone, though. Yeah, right? if he could just project. Yeah, if, yeah. if the guy also had Google Glass <laughs> yeah, exactly. on, and he was like, "I'm gonna beam it to you." Um, I don't think we need to document as much as we document. Here's I I feel the opposite lately because I think that by the time we're older. Like, uh, say, like, 10, 20 years from now, I think there's going to be some pretty crazy AR stuff where it's going to be like, hey, if you have, like, a bunch of pictures from this event, we'll be able to, like, rebuild this entire thing in three dimensions and and dramatically upscale these photos and, and turn them into, like, a 3D statue that you can walk around. You don't want that? (laughs) (laughs) As much as I love the idea of having a 3D statue uh, that I could walk around of some things that I'm taking pictures of. Of like me drinking a beer on a camping trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tim, luckily you took 20 pictures of this. We can feed this into an algorithm and a cluster of supercomputers. (laughs) It's a a weird future you're pitching me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, if I work for one of these companies, the the projects I would pitch, people would probably be like, "Yeah, but who would want to do that?" Um, you that have was, a lot more notes, huh? Well, that was one of my questions, which just um, uh, uh, does this interest you? That was my question, Tim, knowing full well that it wouldn't interest you. I think people walking into traffic and stuff is going to be a problem with all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, the VR, like, you know, I'm on like some of these, uh, Oculus quest subreddits and there's like so many that are just like people like, well, I'm in the emergency room. I broke my hand punching <laughs> a wall. Yeah. And that's and that stuff's only going to get worse, especially as it gets like more realistic. Uh, but but I also have in my notes, I just wanted to say this too. Uh, uh, they have this idea in Japan, uh, not idea, these people. Uh, he Kikomori. Do you know about the He Kikomori? No. They're shut ins. Uh, people that have, I mean, the funny thing is, it's defined as. People have spent six months or more without participating in society, without mental illness being the main cause. <laughs> and it's like, well, I think mental illness yeah. is the main cause. But it's it's mental illness driven by something, right? Like, it's not necessarily like, oh, if, if this were 1986, the same thing would have happened. Well, I These think, things are breaking our brains. I, I think in this case, it's more like this person doesn't have like agoraphobia. Right. That's not why they're not going outside. Um, they're not going outside because of like a variety of reasons. But, you know, uh, first and foremost, that they can live a life not leaving their room. But there there's projected. Well, in like Japan's also like a. a, a you know, they have a bunch of uh, situations that are kind of uh, causing this. One of which being that, like, it's very common to live with your parents in Japan until you're married. So when, like, somebody's 25 and they're living at home and never, ever leaving their room, it's like, well, some people do that and then they 
are perfectly mm-hmm. adjusted. So I think it's like sometimes people can't tell until it's kind of too late. But uh, there are estimates of up to 10 million uh, people in Japan that have not left not only like their apartment have not left their bedroom in six months or more well don't you think technology and wouldn't this be great for them (laughs) with i mean yes it would but like don't you think maybe we shouldn't have made all technological progress point towards this current state where it's just like Everything is convenient and frictionless, so you never have to interact with somebody. Like, it's just like, remember when you like had to procure your own meals by not (laughs) pressing a series of buttons on screen, and then like nowadays, even with like the Postmates and stuff, they'll just like leave it outside and just be like, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and people are like, oh, well, this convenience. Well, what number one? It's I think bad for mental health if Mm. you're not interacting with people right yeah we're and number we're, two we're a social species of animal yeah and number two it's just like well this it, the system works look how convenient it is and it's like creating all of these new horrible jobs that are are yeah. not providing a living way. like it's bad in every single way and it's like <laughs> well this is where we've decided to focus all of our energies in the techno in the technological sphere either that or like more efficient ways to kill people in wars <laughs> but there there's never like none of that utopian stuff happened yeah it's pretty nice to, like press a button and a pizza shows up and you never have to see another human being sure. or, or talk to them yeah but should is should we be able to do that uh I mean, when there's a little bit of friction, it won't happen as often. Like, I, I think that's one of the reasons why people order more take. I, I mean, I actually haven't even seen any statistics, but I just assume people order more takeout nowadays than they ever have before. Right. Just based on the. I mean, remember, like, even when we were kids, it was like. Sometimes you would have to, like, if you called a place to, like, do a delivery or pickup order, you have to be like, what do you have? <laughs> what are my options of food right, well, if you didn't a, have a menu? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you can post a menu, mm-hmm. and we, we have a, 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 a wonderful yeah. system, a repository of information that, that yeah. you can access anywhere. I just think building all these things that are, like, w- like a bunch of fucking weirdos got together and be like, and, like, they happened mm-hmm. to be the ones who knew how to program and stuff. <laughs> right. And they were like, you know what I hate? Fucking interacting with other people. Yeah. So, like, let's just build a world where we don't have to do that. And mm-hmm. then we all were just like, yeah, I'm on board for that. That is the future that I want. Well, I think it was just more like, oh, this is so easy. Yeah, but... Hey, don't you want life to be easy? To hey, isn't life hard enough? No, my life is not hard. <laughs> well, I'm gonna make it hard. You're shaking your fist. At I'm me. gonna uh, put you in the hospital, and <laughs> then you'll you'll be sorry. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can uh, sign up for our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Complete Guide to get books and podcasts. Hey, this week. Who wants to be a booksman air? Tom will be competing for some very nice oh, uh, prizes cash and prizes. Wow! All right, uh, Tim's version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? No, based- it's an original concept that I've developed <laughs> myself. 
based on the books we have recently read that I always do real, real bad at because I have poor reading comprehension. Patreon.com slash Complete Guide. You can get that and all the back episodes for only five bucks a month. Eight dollars if you want the show early and ad free. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Mark Zuckerberg. Whoa. No, imagine if we got that and he was like, oh, come on, guys. That's when we're like, $100 million. $100 million. There's no way you could possibly get this from us. Per year. (laughs) He has to pay us. Facebook.com slash Complete Guide. Follow us on Twitter at Complete God. Follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. Um, Should we start a newsletter? Should we start a Substack, Tom? I mean, we have a newsletter. We yeah, have, we, but should we, we like never... do things with it? Sure. Oh, we have a live show coming up in New York City. Yeah. We should tell people about that. TCGT.com slash live. And you can watch it live. Sh- hey, you can be part of the metaverse. Yeah. Watching it live in the metaverse. Put no, on a it's VR just a headset. YouTube link, I think. What? I think it's just a YouTube link. <laughs> yeah, but you can watch YouTube in the metaverse. Yeah. You can throw on a VR headset, watch a YouTube uh, live stream. Why not? Uh, and it's inexpensive. Um, I don't think I like interacting online. <laughs> That's my big problem with all these things is that like, and I've talked to other people that have like the Oculus headset. Like I've never like hung out and talked to anybody. I've played like one or two games. Actually, I like, I, pl- I played this game like when I first got it, it was, uh, what's it called? Gorilla tag where, uh, it was a lot of fun. Everybody's a gorilla and you got to play tag. And the reason why you're gorillas <laughs> is because you, you know, you have the two controllers in your hands so you walk like a gorilla, like uh, on see, those yeah. two. I'm doing it for you. The viewer yeah, at home you're can't moving see. Your arms. I'm moving my fist, like I'm walking on my fist yeah. like a gorilla. So it's a lot of fun. You've gotten out of your chair. <laughs> you're all sweaty. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. But then, like as I was playing, a bunch of teenagers called you the N word. No. <laughs> like a like an eight year old boy was like, "I'm gonna kiss you. Come kiss me." And was like getting like you know like right up mm. in my face, and like the voices get louder as they get closer. Mm. So like it was like right in my ear. I'm like, "Get a no, stop, get away from me." Yeah. So that's the problem. So that's around the metaverse is that eight-year-old boys are always trying to kiss you in it. <laughs> I, that's one of the problems. They gotta they gotta solve those kinds of. I think some of these some of these VR things do have like you can turn on basically like a bubble around you that people can't get inside of because yeah sometimes people get too close. Uh, but yeah, I don't really like. Can't do that in the real world. I wish you could. Uh, but yeah, you know, via regular Jake Gyllenhaal and Bubble Boy. Yeah, what are they going to make a Bubble Boy to? Um, what was the name of the, the movie? <laughs> Once some billionaire decides. <laughs> what was the name of the, the thing uh, John Travolta was? The Boy in the Bubble? Yeah. Bubble Boy and the Boy in the Bubble. And they mm-hmm. get, they didn't get into any uh, trouble with that. What do you mean? Very similar names. Remember, we watched like the Boy in the Bubble in school for some reason. They were like, this will teach you about health. <laughs> Sometimes your health's so bad you have to stay in a bubble. <laughs> Learned a lot from it. Right, we'll see you next week.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.